When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. All gas, no break, no break, no break. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Y'all put us on top of the world. Um, we knew we know who we are, um, and, and in that same sense, I'm sure the media got got what they wanted. It's our fault. Yep, it, it's our fault. It's our fault. This one's on us, oh, Carla. Oh this God. one's on us. <laughs> I, the last time I checked, uh, there was not me running around and throwing a pick in between three Cardinal defenders in the end zone at a crucial juncture in the game. That was not me. That was you. It, it, this you is said not, it's me. I, I'll tell you what. No, that you was you said it's me. No, that was Dak. Okay. That was Dak. Yeah, because it wasn't me. I didn't go out there and do that yesterday. Well, I mean, I was Dak, apparently Dak thinks it was you. Uh, Joe, were you the one missing tackles left and right and giving up 222 yards rushing? No, I was eating buffalo chicken then. Yeah, yeah. I was very comfortable on my couch watching you do that. Atrocious. It was an absolutely terrible performance by the Cowboys yesterday. It's Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. For more on everything that happened yesterday, let's welcome in Booger McFarlane, ESPN NFL analyst, joining the show. Booger, Carlin, it's Joe Fortenbaugh. We appreciate the time, as always. Uh, please enlighten me as to what happened with the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. Well, um, I think you could surmise that, that they got kind of hit in the mouth a little bit. And, you know, we can all say that they played down to the standard of the Cardinals and all that good stuff. But um, whether they took the Cardinals lightly or not, I don't think so. I just think Arizona um, showed up. They had a really good game plan. They converted in the red zone. And, and they did something that the Cowboys had done to a couple of other teams, which is they just came out and they physically – took it to Dallas and they let them know early on that, hey, we're, we're not going to be the, the team that you come out and, and, and have some fun with and dance all over. We're going to make sure that you know if you win today, it's going to be a 60-minute battle. And Dallas never matched that intensity. And so um, you could see it building early on. And even when that happens, you figured the Cowboys would come back and win and, and they would make it, make it a better game, but they just never did. Booger, no one expected Dallas or any team for that matter to go 17-0 and run the table. This is professional football. Teams are showing up prepared. They have pride. They're not going to just lay down every week you come to town. So mixing a game like this in, we've seen it before. It's no big deal. It's not the end of the world. But the way in which they went down, you know, they didn't seem overly prepared. They didn't have any coaching adjustments that were necessarily going to save them in the second half. Prescott in the big spot throws another interception. You know, you can't help but think same old Cowboys because these are the issues that have plagued them in the big playoff games in the past. Am I wrong in thinking that? Well, yeah, I think you are because, you know, you, you can't go from saying they're the best team in football seven days ago. And now we got the same old Cowboys. Like, it, it's either one or the other. Um, and, and I know that we try to have a little bit of a revisionist history by saying that. But, listen, this is a new year. The Cowboys' defense is still really good. The quarterback is still not a quarterback that's prone 
to throw on a ton of interceptions. He's going to throw those occasionally. Last year, I think, was an anomaly more than the norm. Um, I'm not concerned about the Dallas Cowboys. I, I'm, I'm just not. I, I think it's a classic case of going on the road after a long week. You lose your star cornerback on Thursday to, to a torn ACL. Um, and you just showed up not ready to play for whatever reason. And when you show up not ready to play in the National Football League, you're going to get beat. I don't care if it's the Chiefs against the Colts like we saw in, in years past. I don't care if it, who it is. These are professional football players, and you have to show up ready to go and ready to win. And if you don't, it doesn't matter who your quarterback is. It doesn't matter where you're playing. You're going to get beat because everybody on that field is some of the best in the world, and they're professionals, and they get paid. The Arizona Cardinals, we thought were going to be the worst team in football, but they played three really good games so far this year. That's because they're, they're pros and they got pride, man. And Dallas, whatever, for whatever reason, just couldn't match that level of intensity yesterday. Booger McFarland, ESPN NFL analyst with us. What are you seeing when you're watching Justin Fields right now? Um, not a lot. And huh. I get it. The offensive game plan may not be the best. I get it. He may not be put in the best situations. But playing quarterback in this league comes down to really one thing, guys. At the end of the day, like once you get past all the schemes and the coaching adjustments and all this, playing quarterback comes down to your quarterback has to put his back foot in the ground and throw the football from the pocket at some point. And Justin Fields just hasn't done that at a high enough level since he's been in the league. And we can blame everybody else, but at some point, Joe, uh, he's the guy that's got to that's got to go out there and make those throws. So I'm not seeing a lot, and I'm not one to make excuses and say, "Well, he's not being asked to do this, and he's not been put in a position to do that." At some point, throw the football. I can pull up numerous plays where there's a guy open and he doesn't hit him. Now, should it have been a called another play? I don't know, but at the end of the day, I can see that on tape clearly. Um, and I think the Bears really have to ask a question, and that is really simple. Is Justin Fields going to be our quarterback beyond this year? Because they have to figure out after the season the fifth-year option. It doesn't look like he's going to get that picked up right now based on what we've seen. And if that's not the case, then are they moving on? Are they going to find a different quarterback? All those are questions that I think the answer will be very, very clear by the time we get to the end of the season. If you were looking for the polar opposite of the Bears, it would be Tua Tungavailoa and the Miami Dolphins. 70 points, 700-plus yards of offense yesterday against Denver. Three weeks in, they're 3-0, and and they are dominating. Where do you rank them in the AFC hierarchy at this point? Are they the best team in the conference? Yeah, I'm, I'm still not ready to put them as the best team in the conference until I see them um, against some of the better teams like Kansas City, like Buffalo. I know that matchup is coming up here pretty quick. Um, yeah, it looks really good. It looks really, really good. Uh, the quarterback is playing at a high level. Their offense is is um, so fast. Like, if you just think about it, if I just took took the, the, the parts or the ingredients of their offense out and separated, you look at Devin A. Chan, you look at Raheem Mostert, you look at Waddle, you look at Tyreek Hill. I could put those guys on a 4 by 100 relay team on, on the track, and they probably could run sub-40, sub-41. Like, that's how fast they are. Think about that. They could literally, literally go to a track meet in the United States against some of the best in the world, and they could probably hang right in there. That's how fast they are. Now, you put them in a football uniform, and they look like, they're, like the tape is sped up uh, fast forward, like 1.5 speed. 
And so they are so fast. They they get in space, and the quarterback is so accurate. So, yes, they are going to be a very formidable opponent. But I'm not ready to say they're better than Kansas City. I'm not ready to say that I would take them uh, in a head-to-head matchup against them just yet because we all know when, when, when the chips are down, it's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes regardless of who's on the other sideline. Booger McFarland, ESPN NFL analyst, joining uh, Carlin versus Joe. All right, Booger, you're a defensive lineman for the New York Jets today. And they're saying all the right things. But what are you feeling knowing that you're in this position with Zach Wilson as your quarterback about the rest of your season? Well, I mean, there's nothing you can feel, but, I mean, the quarterback's got to play better. I know the reality is we like to play fantasy football on the outside. Yeah, put somebody else in. Okay, who, who are we going to put in? Let's let's go get somebody else. Okay, who, I, I believe the get? coach when he says he gives us the best chance to win and nobody else may be ready to trade away a quarterback. But, I, I mean, is there a sense of hopelessness if you're a player on that team? No, I, I think there's a sense of everybody's got to do their job a little bit better. You know, uh, Chris, oftentimes in life, man, we, we worry so much about the next guy that we don't look in the mirror and ask ourselves the difficult questions. Prime example, the Jets gave up one touchdown yesterday defensively. Their best player on defense, maybe the second best player, Sauce Gardner, blew a coverage. Okay, so why isn't everybody talking to Sauce about, hey, can you play better? We just focus so much on the quarterback. It's about everybody doing their job at a, at a high level. But lost in all of that is Sauce Gardner blew a coverage and gave up a 60-yard touchdown. If he doesn't do that, they win. And I think that's just kind of where we are because the quarterback is sexy and it's the headline. It's it's always going to be the headline. I get it. I'm in this business. I understand it. But I think inside that locker room, we realize that every player has a job to do. And I think it's time for everybody in the locker room to start doing their job. Monday Night Football tonight, Eagles visiting the Buccaneers. You have the Rams visiting the Bengals. Interesting development in Cincinnati. They're 0-2. Point spreads drop, and it looks like Burrow won't go tonight, but he hasn't been officially ruled out. You know, if he doesn't play tonight and they go 0-3, Booger, 251 teams since the start of the Super Bowl era have gone 0-3. Only six have made it to the postseason. Do you think it's a realistic possibility being discussed in Cincinnati right now that they could end up shutting Joe Burrow down for the season? Yeah, I don't know if you shut him down for the season. I, I do think that the calf has got to get healed. I mean, guy, he can't play hurt. So, I mean, whether you shut him down for one week, two weeks, three weeks, I mean, I don't think he should be on the field until he, he's healthy and he can be Joe Burrow. Now, if that means that you start out two and four, so be it. I don't care. Then that means you got 11 games to come back. And Joe Burrow, we've seen him go on runs before. Like, he's one of the best quarterbacks in football. So I would not worry about the season in week three, okay? I I would worry about the season as the season plays out. I just know that he can't play or he hasn't been playing at a level that we've become accustomed to him playing. They don't push the ball down the field anymore. He's not making those improvisational plays in and out of the pocket. And why is that? You'd have to surmise it has to do with the calf. Uh, so if he doesn't play tonight, good for him. Uh, good for the Bengals. Um, they should still be very competitive tonight against the Rams. Um, can they win that game? Absolutely. But if, if he doesn't play, that just means that they're thinking about the long-term uh, future this season rather than trying to win a game uh, in week three. Last one, Booger. Usher, Super Bowl halftime show. Your thoughts? Um, 
I'm, I was a bit skeptical when I first heard it just because we think of the Super Bowl as upbeat, get, get, get everybody moving, uh, fun. Uh, Usher's not the first artist that you think of when you when you think of those things that I just described. But uh, he's won eight Grammys. Uh, he's got a lot of his collection of music is, is outstanding. And I, you would have to think he's going to have a couple of people with him. Uh, so I'm going to keep an open mind. But again, I, I was a little skeptical when you first hear Usher halftime show, because I'm thinking upbeat football, not, hey, me and mama, let's go in the bedroom and hang out. You know, that's, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Do you open with yeah or do you open with my boo? Where does it begin? <laughs> The fact that you know the the name of the song, My Boo, tells me everything I need to know about you, Chris. Exactly. <laughs> Always good, Booger. Appreciate it, brother. Later. Booger McFarland, ESPN NFL analyst. Book, you know what my favorite part about Booger is? What's that? Is that we did some shows together about a year ago, probably five or six shows. You can always tell when he is tolerating me. <laughs> and right there, he was barely tolerating me. He's like, I'll indulge this because I know it's coming to an end very shortly. Exactly right. I'll indulge it because I know I only got like an hour left with this idiot. <laughs> and then maybe I'm making a call to my agent after the show. Yeah. Get me off this show. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. My friends, it has been an absolutely crazy crazy NFL season so far. We are only three weeks in. Our top NFL insider weighs in whether or not the Jets actually would have a chance at getting Kirk Cousins. That is in moments on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We do have to just pump the brakes on the idea of why don't the Jets just get another quarterback? Because it's not that simple, but we have been talking about this with receipts, by the way, longer than anybody else about the Kirk Cousins discussion. 
and why that would be the way to go for the Jets. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. The Vikings are now 0-3, despite uh, Brandon Staley's best efforts uh, to try to make sure that they got a win yesterday. They are sitting at 0-3, and the Jets, as we know, are letting their season absolutely slip away from them. Adam Schefter was on the Pat McAfee show earlier, and here is his take on whether or not the Vikings will trade Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has to be the most intriguing name. And again, there's nothing to that right now, not to my knowledge. But the Vikings are 0-3, and they've made a decision where it certainly looks like they're going in a different direction than Kirk Cousins next year. That's the one that honestly is a logical fit for both sides if the Vikings were willing to do that. But at that point, they're punting on their season. Who are they turning it over to? Nick Mullins? At that point, what are you doing if you're the Vikings? Send a bad message if you trade Kirk Cousins away at this point in time. So I don't know that they're ready or prepared to do that. Like, that's a tough one. Even though he's going to be leaving there, everybody believes he's leaving there after the season, right? And by the way, if you wait another couple of weeks and you hope that you turn it around, maybe they do that, and then they revisit it after five or six games before the trade deadline, okay, that's the one that makes the most sense from all of our standpoints. The problem is it doesn't make as much sense to the Vikings and the Jets right now, at least not to my knowledge. Well, to the Jets, it does. To the Jets, it absolutely makes sense. Here's the thing. If you're the Vikings right now and you're 0-3, when are you getting the most for Kirk Cousins? Right now. Uh, You know, you can try to hold them up in a few weeks, but the more games that you are giving away, the more you can get in return. The Vikings are in Carolina this coming week. If they don't win there... Like, what's the point, right? What's the point? Then you got Kansas City at home, at Chicago, and San Francisco at home, followed by Green Bay on the road. Like, you're, you're winning two of those games, maybe, and so you'll be sitting at two and five, two and six. Season's over. They're, they're not going to come back and rally to win a ton of games and find themselves in the postseason. They may not be, may not be willing to give it up yet, But if you give them, and again, this is a throw-in, nothing else. He's talking about Nick Mullins. Wilson goes back in the deal, so at least you can take a look at him and see if there's something that you can find there. And then first round, like, if you're the Jets right now, you giving up a first-round pick for him? I might. No. I might. First-rounder for a guy, he's a rental. You're not going to have him after this I know. And the other problem here is. I'm trying to not throw away my season. The the longer Minnesota waits, the longer the Jets go losing with Wilson to where they're not even going to want to make the deal because they're going to lose this week and they're going to move to see this deal was very interesting when they were one and oh going to Dallas and you try to figure out a way to salvage the season. But of course, Minnesota's under the impression that they could actually win, which they can't. But that's their mistake. So now you let the Jets go lose to Dallas. Then they go out and lose to the Patriots. Now they're going to lose to Kansas City. Eventually, the Jets are just going to throw in the towel. They're going to realize what's the point of going to make this move when we're already five games out in the division because they're not going to catch Miami. They're not going to catch Buffalo. They're just going to dig too big of a hole. Atlanta would make a lot of sense to call about Kirk Cousins. Desmond Ritter's killing them. Absolutely killing them. Like you, 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 You're not going to win with Desmond Ritter. 
and Atlanta is just going to putter around thinking they can win this division because it's so bad that they might be able to run the ball enough, but you couldn't generate any offense against a bad Detroit defense yesterday because your quarterback is not good enough. Those would be the two teams that should inquire about Cousins, but again, Sports Talk Radio guys like us can only do so much. We can only lay out what works from a winning standpoint. If you don't want to win, you don't have to follow the plan. The Jets already feel like they're waving the white towel. I mean, think about what the message was coming out of there after that first game against Buffalo when they found a way to win. Think about what it is now. Salah looks broken. It's still September. In Minnesota, they can say anything they want. They're 0-3. They're terrible. They're absolutely dreadful. And everyone saw it coming based on all the metrics from last year. So if the teams don't want to get anything done, that, that's understandable. You're going in a certain direction. But you know what? Embrace the tank then. Go out there and get yourself Caleb Williams or Drake May. I don't understand this fascination with being in the middle, with winning just enough games to take yourself out of range of a really high pick, but not enough games to get to the playoffs. We're it talking just about makes the, no sense. We're talking about that from a Jet perspective or from a Minnesota perspective. But both of them. I, I don't. I don't see the Jets going into the tank. At all. I don't think they that's can. part of their plan. They're looking they at Aaron Rodgers. I get it. But if you're Minnesota, why would you? You're 0-3. Like, what is the thought process there? Do you think you're going to somehow rally the troops to come back, win 10 games, get into the playoffs, beat the Niners, beat the Eagles, beat the Cowboys, go to the Super Bowl, beat the Dolphins, beat the Chiefs, beat the Ravens? Like, do you honestly think in your building that you do, you belong in those conversations? But let me you ask you this question. Those but, Joe, conversations. but, Joe, hang on. If they if the Jets traded for Cousins right now, okay, let's just say we will give you a first-round pick for him sure. right now. That offer stands this week. Right now we'll give it – are the Jets making the playoffs at one and two right now? I think they are. I mean, there's a chance because Cincinnati's down. I don't think Pittsburgh is a legit two and one. They've been very fortunate the last two games. Ravens just lost. Browns have lost. Jags are stumbling. You know, they're out of it. I don't know what's going to happen with the the South, but that doesn't look all that overwhelming. And then Chargers, Raiders, Denver, none of them look formidable. So there's wild card spots to be grabbed. So, yeah, but, the Jets but you got to act now. Here's the problem for the Jets, Joe. They are not in a position to make their fans wait more and more and more and more and more. So the first round pick to them in 2025, they're still going to have – they can't trade their first round pick this coming year because until it's official that Aaron Rodgers isn't playing 65%, you're not allowed to do that. So it's still tied to him, but you're going to have your first rounder this coming year. If you trade a first-round pick in 2025 for Kirk Cousins right now, you're showing two things. Number one, we hear you. We understand the pain you have been through for the last 10, 11 years and not making the playoffs, and we're taking a shot at it. And number two, (laughs) that's what that was. I saw you jiggling around. That's you. I saw you jiggling around back there. And I I'm purposely, like, this must by be the way, take. by the way, here's what I'll do for the show. I purposely didn't hit the cough button. Purposely didn't hit the cough button. And number two, at you, bang, right there. Bless you. You're Bless welcome. You. Uh, number two, this is a recognition of where the organization is. It's recognizing we screwed up the quarterback thing in the first place. And we then we put all of our eggs in the air in basket. We're not giving up on you. We're not giving up on it's a message to the team. It's a message to the fans. And they're owed that on both sides. They're yeah. owed that. I, I just think if you're going to 
continue to just navigate this and we're not willing to give up an asset, sometimes you have to be willing to give up the asset. Sometimes you have to be able to do it. The other thought here is, you know, if not now, when? Like, yeah. When are the Jets going to go do something? Like, when are you going to actually compete? It's been so long. And I know under Rex with Sanchez and that defense, like you were, you were around, you were making some noise for a few years. That was a, that was an impressive run, but like they, there's these massive chunks in be, of time in between competitive runs. And it's like, you, you want to sit here and let this squander. Okay, fine. You don't want to do it this year. Fine. So next year we're coming back with a soon to be 41 year old quarterback off an Achilles. And then what happens when something goes south there? What's the next plan? Like what else you got? You got anything? That's what's got to be so frustrating is it's like you finally jockeyed in the position. It went south. You're just going to sit here and ride it out with Wilson as he kills you week in and week out. And then next year you're going to turn your hopes over to a guy in his 40s coming off an Achilles. I mean, that doesn't sound like a great plan for this year. It doesn't sound like a great plan for next year. And then what happens the following year? Like if the Rodgers thing doesn't work next year, are you sticking with Salah? Are you sticking with Joe Douglas? Or are we just rebooting everything? Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Still to come, we have got your Monday night moneymakers on the way. Things haven't worked out too badly for the big fella in that department, so you're going to want to get out the pens and the papers shortly <laughs> and that's right it is part two of the nfl takeoff where we take you through all the games in the league from yesterday and i'll tell you what my partner has got a big fat hot take on one of them that you're going to want to hear next on espn radio up in the air it's batted up oh. and nearly caught oh. and it falls to the ground and nearly into randall cobb's hands in the end zone you know it starts with me i gotta find a way to be better this is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enough is enough! I have had it with these takes on this plane! Everybody strap in! This plane is headed down the runway and ready for the NFL takeoff. 
Jackson to re- record that line where he says takes instead of snakes? That's what it I know. sounds like. How did like. that happen? I don't know. That's amazing. It, there you go. Sounds well done. Really Production people get it. Tim Thomas, top notch. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Part 2, NFL Takeoff. We get takes in on every single game. Bills at Commanders. Here's my take on Bills Commanders. Oof. Did I lose a bet? I kind of did because I thought the Commanders were going to play much, much better and even win this game. And it was 37-3. to Dear God, Sam Howell. Bad at football. Four interceptions yesterday, Joseph. My take on this is simply to throw the ball right back into your court. You, at the beginning of the season, you don't like the Bills. You said they're not going to make the playoffs. Not saying you're wrong. Not saying you're wrong. Just curious to know, after two very impressive bounce-back games following week one, where are you at on the Bills right now? I stand by the take that they will not make the playoffs. Okay. I might have to revise my take that the Jets have a better chance to win the Super Bowl than they do. Okay. <laughs> I might have to might revise Might be headed, that. headed into the editing room floor with that one. <laughs> Falcons at Lions. Let's move along, shall we? Falcons at Lions. Uh, listen, Detroit needed to win this game in the worst way yesterday, and I give them a ton of credit because they, they really just played really good defense, and I don't know if you've uh, paid attention to this. Uh, Desmond Ritter... Mm, probably not an NFL quarterback. Sacked seven times yesterday, Joseph. Seven. This wow. is going to be one of the most interesting storylines of the offseason. What are the Falcons planning on doing at quarterback? I like Arthur Smith as a head coach. I think there's some potential there. They can run the football. They rebuilt the offensive line. They upgraded the defense. The Falcons are an intriguing team, and you got to be ready to strike when the opportunity presents itself. And the AFC, NFC South is a mess. The Saints are no good. The Panthers are a a complete disaster right now. Tampa looks decent, but they could be 2-1 and after tonight. And I don't think Baker Mayfield's their long-term answer. You could be the team set to grab the division, but you got to lock down a quarterback. Ritter's not the guy. The faster Atlanta figures that out and addresses it, the better. Charges at Vikings. I honestly wondered at the end of the game, is Brandon Staley just on the take? That's what it looked like, because on a fourth and one from his own 24-yard line with a four-point lead, a minute 47 left, and the Minnesota Vikings had just used their last timeout, Brandon Staley decided to go for it. He handed the ball to Josh Kelly, who had, at that point, 10 carries for 11 yards on the day, and as a team... They had rushed for 29 yards. By the way, Justin Herbert threw for 405 yards on the day. So not only do we go for it in an asinine spot, but we don't even give it to our best player to go make the play. This was the loser leaves town match. Both teams were winless coming in. Well, the Chargers lost town and they were losers, even though they won. Losers leave town. Minnesota, you got to leave town. That's it. You're finished. Season over. Nothing left to say there. Uh, I disagree with you on the Brandon Staley decision. I like him going for it there. One yard for the win. I don't know who wouldn't take that. Let me ask you this, and I think this at is your own twenty-four yard line, ninety-nine point yeah. nine percent of the NFL wouldn't take that. I, I don't. I disagree with that. I think getting one yard to win the game is something that people should be considering. You should seriously consider that. You've invested your your defense stinks. 
You're going to give the ball back on the road to Cousins in the offense. They're going to have just under two minutes to come down the field on a bad defense. You just paid Justin Herbert all the money. Go get one yard. Who do you think's more nervous as that play's happening? Charger fans as to whether or not they can get the yard or Minnesota fans with that defense, whether or not they can stop the Chargers from getting one yard. I guess that you've never watched any given Sunday without Pacino's pregame speech about fighting for every inch. Yeah. Because you're talking about one yard, and I'm talking about fighting for inches. And that one yard was entirely too much to try to go for in that spot, especially with a guy that could only get 10 of them all day before that. That's I, all I I'm saying. I don't agree Panthers at Seahawks. I don't agree with the execution. I do agree with the call. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Panthers. That's Seahawks. all right. I shouldn't have cut you off that. No, clip. it's okay. <laughs> Seahawks win at home 37-27 over the Panthers. Give the Panthers credit. That game was closer than I thought it was going to be, especially with no Bryce Young. I mean, Andy Dalton did throw for 360 yards, which says something to me about maybe the Seahawks defense. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yeah, Seahawks defense is terrible. Uh, they spent a lot in the offseason. They brought in, they brought back Jaron Reed. They brought back Bobby Wagner. They brought in Draymond Jones. J- uh, Jamal Adams is supposed to be getting healthy here. That was their big problem last year, and it's their big problem again. They found a way to win a shootout in Detroit, but their defense couldn't stop L.A. in week one. They gave up too much at home to Carolina in week two. Carolina doesn't have a good offensive line. Like They should not have been able to move the ball on you the way they did. So this is what's going to hurt them long term. But you can still get the Seahawks right around even money to make the playoffs with the way the NFC set up I'd make that bet I think they're going to win enough games to get into the postseason there's Ed Chiefs and it was really just about how many times Fox was going to cut to Taylor Swift's uh, yeah. suite sitting next to Travis Kelsey's mom because the rest of the game was very uh, uninteresting an absolute embarrassment for the Bears who look like they will be in line to draft Caleb Williams and then we'll see if Caleb Williams father really truly meant it when he was talking about not going to a good situation and he could just go back for another year in college simply put fire the bears into the sun (laughs) all that needs to be said about that or cowboys at cardinals that was uh listen of all the embarrassments of the day this was the biggest one to me dallas going to arizona and what is a home game for the cowboys with all the cowboy fans who think hey let's take a nice little trip out to the desert and just hang out for a couple of days see a nice easy win and what happens deck throws a pick in a crucial spot and you lose by two scores to the arizona cardinals wow You cover that side. I'll cover the other side. Something has to be said about what Arizona's been doing. I've made a lot of jokes at their expense. They play hard. They played the Commanders hard in week one. They came up just short. They played the Giants hard in week two. They came up just short. They played hard against Dallas, and they got the win. They are not the pushover that everyone thought they would be. That is the Chicago Bears. Again, fire the Bears into the sun. Steelers and Raiders. Uh, Steelers get one last night in a game that they made entirely too close. They were up 23-7 in that game and then held on for dear life to win because inexplicably, uh, Josh McDaniels opts down eight at the four-yard line, if I'm not mistaken. Eight-yard line. At the eight-yard line on fourth and four. Fourth Fourth and four four at the eight-yard line with just over two minutes left, decides to kick a field goal. I I. I, I just, I can't. I don't. I, I don't, and I can't. 
I, I, I'm assuming these owners and these general managers, when they interview these coaches for jobs, they don't ask them game management questions. It, no. it feels like this should be pretty standard. It feels like 16-year-old kids who are good at Madden and understand when to go on fourth and when to kick, it feels like if they know it, the guy making $8 million a year should know it too. But for some reason, a lot of these NFL coaches are the guys that don't understand game management decisions. If you're Mark Davis and you watched that last night and you still think Josh McDaniels is your guy – Good luck. Good luck with that because he showed you last night he doesn't understand how to manage the game. Three words. Monday night moneymaker. That's next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash network this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition right now get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save that's the number eight s-a-v-e go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Let's finish this. It's time to end the football week with a win. Easy money. This is Monday Night Moneymaker. Damn right it is. We are keeping track all year long. We have... One pick for each of us per game tonight. We, of course, have two games to get to. So, Joseph, let's not waste any time and get right to it. Philadelphia at Tampa Bay this evening. Eagles, four and a half point favorites. Joseph, we started the year each with 100 units. I am going to take five units tonight. Five units tonight. And I am going to bet on the receiving yards over for two players. I'm going to bet $5 over for Devontae Smith at 61 and a half. And I'm going to bet $5 over 10 and a half DeAndre Swift. So 10 total units on one game, which is a lot, but I'm going to do that. And the reason being the Buccaneers so far, uh, even though they have started in such brilliant fashion, they have given up 250 yards passing per game uh, so far. So I have a feeling that you're going to see Devontae Smith uh, get over 61 and a half yards tonight. I like that a lot, and I like DeAndre Swift uh, catching a ball out of the backfield and going for 12 yards. How about Only that? the guys in the back will appreciate this because no one else knows this, but the fact that we went over the script for this segment twice and you blew right through every single thing we talked about is nothing short of extraordinary. Absolutely I was extraordinary. Going first. 
Handman, like the idea of us laying out the details for how the segment worked, going back and forth, one pick per game. He literally spit in the face of every element we discussed. Did he not? The one pick per game I did. Yeah. (laughs) Right through the red light and was like, all right, we're not doing anything we talked about. Big man's coming out. He's he's got this. Okay, challenge accepted. So since we're not going one per game, I'm going to go two on the opening game as well then because I'm not going to sit here and be restrained when he gets to be a degenerate. Pick number one, $5. $5.50 to win $5, under 44.5 total points. The Eagles offense looks better statistically than it really is because they've had some drives that have started with the short field. They had a pick six. The reality is they haven't been as effective this year. Their yards per attempt is down. There are a lot of metrics saying this should be a little bit lower scoring. Tampa put up some nice numbers, but it was against Minnesota and Chicago. They're not going to face that kind of pressure in this game. They're going to get relentless pressure. So I think lower scoring game, 550 to win five, under 44 and a half. In addition, Risking six to win five, Baker Mayfield, yes, to throw an interception. Hasn't thrown one all year. It's minus 120. It's because he hasn't faced anybody. No pressure from Chicago. No pressure from Minnesota. I think he throws one tonight. So I'm going to be risking $11.50 to win $10 on one, Mayfield throwing an interception, and two, the game going under 44.5 points. Okay, game two. Right back on the script. (laughs) Yeah. Rams in Cincinnati, Rams getting three points tonight. Give me four units, Rams money line. Four units, Rams money line at plus 136. Reason being, I don't think Burrow's playing tonight. And if Burrow's not playing tonight, the Rams have proven to be much tougher so far uh, being at one and one than we would have expected them to be. I actually continue to believe they're going to play well. I think McVay has them kind of believe in a younger team he has right now that they may be okay. They may be better than everybody seems to think out there. Uh, Give me four dollars right there. Plus one thirty six Rams money line. Go. All right, I only have one in this one as well. I'm going to take a swing here. Is it pronounced? I, I might not have this right. Wide receiver Rams, Puka Nachua? Nakua? Nakua. Nakua. All right, yes. I'm going to get that right. Puka Nakua, the guy has been fantastic. In terms of targets, 10 or more per game in each of the first two games. In terms of receptions, 10 or more per game, I believe, in each of the first two games. There's a prop. It's an alternate line in terms of his receiving yards. Will he go over 125 receiving yards? It is plus 650. I'm going to bet that he does. I'm going to bet five bucks, which means if I win, I win $32.50 plus 650. Puka Nakua over, uh, over 125 receiving yards. And I want to make it clear that all these bets I'm laying out here, these three, these are all bets that are pizza money bets as well for the official total. So under 44 and a half points in the Eagles game, Puka Nakua over 125 receiving yards, and then Baker Mayfield, yes, INT. We're doubling up. Wow. Plus 650. Love it. Taking a swing, son. You taking are a taking swing. A big swing. That's right. Carla versus Joe ESPN Radio. So I start today with $114.40. I am $14.40 in the black. And Joe is right now barely in the red at $98.75. And we both started with $100. You're looking good early. You're looking good early. You were in week one, you turned to small profit. In week two, you turned to small profit. It's a slow, steady grind. It's like a cruise ship. 
That's your operation. You are the cruise ship captain right now, just taking your time going from port to port in the beautiful Caribbean. Well, it has only taken me this long to figure out that that is generally not the way I go about things. <laughs> because I I don't know if you could tell me tell this about me by just looking at me. Maybe you can. I'm an instant gratification guy. <laughs> I want big right now. That's why these parlays are getting me, Joe. <laughs> yeah. These how would you, how'd you, how'd the big man do over the weekend? How'd the parlays hit? Uh, I hit one yesterday that was a four-leg parlay in the 1 o'clock games, which I think, you know, that's pretty impressive on my part. Yes, sir. Here's what it was in the 1 o'clock games, right? I had the Dolphins minus six, Browns money line, Packers money line, Patriots minus two and a half. Okay. And that paid out. At plus fifteen seventy six. Okay. So I we okay. did all right there. Rest of the day, not so much. And you know, you're not going to win them all. Yesterday was one of the harder weeks in the NFL. I would say that that's yeah. just my opinion of the way things went down. Some people, I'm sure, had their successes out there. There were some games to pick apart. I, I you know, I had people trying to talk me off Miami. You know, this is the Denver game. I had a little bit on Miami. That one worked out. But there were a bunch of swings and misses on my behalf as well. A uh, bunch of swings and misses. Here's so the other thing about college that. College went a lot better for me, I would say. Uh, oh, yeah, also, by the way, Saturday at the UFC Apex, bloodbath. I was losing every fight. I was sitting really? there betting every fight, losing every fight. At one point, I had won one out of ten. And then, thankfully, I won the last two fights of the night to try to salvage something. Wow. Okay, so I was, yes, I was involved in that. I did not lay minus 600. I don't, I would never do that. I would almost never do that in a fight. If I get another Mayweather, Conor McGregor situation, I would do it, but I wouldn't do that because like one punch can change everything. So I had him inside the distance at a much more reasonable price. So yeah, that DQ, that did sting a little bit. Yeah, understandable. You seem really excited about that to ask me about that. Uh, News from the. News from Carlin versus Joe Nation. You can just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, as always. Uh, Joe, there is some optimism Joe Burrow will play tonight. His status for the game trending in the right direction, per sources. Burrow uh, campaigning with the coaching staff right now and trainers to play. His status, though, still unknown. Not from Schefter. And then Derek Carr sprained AC joint. He is listed as week to week at the moment. Cincinnati uh, point spread from Bengals minus two and a half up to the key number of three. So that um, would be a, a, a green light for the Bengals and Joe Burrow there. But I'd still be looking to the Rams. I, even if Burrow plays, I don't think he's effective. I'm looking at the Rams, too, hoping for this. We want them to be fat and sassy and spoiled. Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast.